Well, hello everybody and welcome to episode 43 of the Classic Rock Podcast. For those about to pod, we salute you. What have we got on this episode, Matthew? We have jam-packed show. We've got the latest news. We've got new rock on the block, some new albums to review. We've got My Year in Rock, which is 2008. We've got continued unsung heroes. We've got Book Club of Rock. And finally, we have Hidden Gem Time. But here he is, that damn good podcaster who loves those damn crows, Mr. Matt Rogers. How are you, mate? Yes. Hello, Brian. Wow. That's a lot to uh, pack in, isn't it? Wow. There's a lot going on. I should write it down, really. You should. You did did very well. Very well. What take was that? Four or five? You did well. You did well. Um, So how are you doing? Are you okay? I'm good. I'm good. It's February. Me too. Lots of uh, uh, me, too. Me, me too. Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> it's February, yes, February. Go on. Are you going to go to down? Are you going to download now? Forty-three uh, new bands announced this week. <gasps> yeah, there were, there, there's some good ones. I, I've I've nailed my colours to other masts this summer. Uh huh. Steelhouse, Stone Dead, and the new. Made of Stone Festival in in Maidstone, yeah. in in uh, in Kent, and uh, probably a couple of others as well. I can't think of. I'm going to a Rush festival. I'm going to a Rush. Um, what do you call it? A Rush kind of fest. Uh, <laughs> Rush fest. <laughs> like like Comic Con, but for Rush nerds. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. It's in your part of the world in in, in Glasgow. It's not far from you, is it? Exactly. Well, you've got what three three days of rush fest, so you mm. might you know th- there'll be a rush th- convention. Runs right, exactly. a, a rush convention. Sorry, go on. Yeah, three days of rush. Yeah, yeah. You'll all be sitting around talking about moving pictures. Yeah, yeah. What I'm really worried about is I, I'm see I'm a I'm a kind of a you know a fair weather rush fan. I'm not I'm not really in in the depths of you know. My knowledge is fairly shallow. Yes, as it is as it is with a lot of things. To be honest with you, it's that classic that classic period of rush from nineteen seventy nine to eighty one. <laughs> no, no, well, not really. No, I, I mean I, I know all the stuff, but I'm hoping no one asks me about you know lyrics and of, off of like track seventeen of the fifteenth yes. album. And what was my favourite? Uh, you know, I don't know, whatever it might be. So, uh, my you know, favourite guitar solo. I'm, I'm going to have to prepare some answers just in case I get cornered. Can I oh, suggest that you don't quiz. wear your For Those About to Pod t-shirt, Matthew, because we were, we're, we're not exactly putting it across that we're, <laughs> we're massive Rush fans. But we do like Rush. Yes, indeed. Um, anyway, so what's uh, moving on, however? What has caught your eye, Bri, in the, in the news recently? The big news, we... we we probably bring the end of a chapter, Matthew, mm. to a long-running, long-running story since probably episode one or two of our podcast mm. way back. Mm. And it's sad news. Uh, inevitable, I feel. Um, Ozzy Osbourne's um, tour with um, Judas Priest cancelled. No, mm-hmm. no more live shows because Ozzy, first of February, has announced that he is retiring from from touring. Yeah. Um, so 
best wishes to Aussie. I think it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of, it felt it was going that way for, for a while. You know, you're only a couple of months out. There wasn't any yeah. footage of Aussie playing live or rehearsing, etc. So I think he's done the right thing. And good old Judas Priest have come out straight away and said, don't worry, fans, we'll be back in touch with you soon. So it'll be good to see the Priest able to play, um, you know, at least London. You'll be happy with that. Well, that's true. On the UK <laughs> tour. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to it. So, um, however, of course, every cloud has a silver lining, Brian. Yes. And uh, Ozzy has won a couple of Grammys, which is nice. Very nice. And he's won for his um, his album Patient Number no. Nine, um, best uh, best rock album. It's quite an accolade when you when you think about it. Um, we 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 reviewed that album, didn't we, in, um, in one of the podcasts last year? Actually, um, apparently beat the likes of Elvis Costello and the Black Keys to the honour, um, which is good. And also, he won um, a Grammy for best. Metal performance with that song that he did with Tony Iommi uh, called "Degradation Rules." So, um, yeah, so I'm sure he's very happy. He got a couple of Grammys to, uh, you know, sit on his mantelpiece. Absolutely, which is nice. Yeah, a nice way to go into retirement. Yes, indeed. Mm. And in a way, it's probably quite nice that his last live performance. I, I would imagine I could be wrong, but uh, it was with, was the closing of with was with Tony uh, as a uh, part of the closing of the. Um, Commonwealth Games in, in his hometown of Birmingham. So that, that's, in a way, that's sort of a nice bit of kind of, you know, symmetry, I suppose, beginning and ending so. his live career in uh, in his hometown. So as you say, we wish you well, Ozzy. Good career, great career, some great albums, and hopefully the albums will continue, of course. Um, and he might do a one-off. You never know. You never you? know. Yeah. You never know. You never yeah, And yeah. talking about one-offs, or mm. maybe uh, we... Maybe it uh, it might come in um, to other shows, but um, the erstwhile ex-guitarist of Bon Jovi, Mr. Richie Sambora, who I believe was a potato in the masked singer... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Not that I've seen it. I've only seen pictures. I don't. I, mm. I haven't watched. I haven't seen Richie perform on the show. But Richie's confirmed that he is would like to rejoin Bon Jovi. Yeah, which which I think is really interesting. When he's he's just about to release a new solo album, which is produced with Bob Rock, which will I'm sure will be good. But um, mm. I just thought interesting timing for Richie. St- wishing that he'd want to come back to Bon Jovi. Didn't know what your thoughts on that were. Well, firstly, I think we talked about it a few few weeks ago. Um, I'm quite pleased with the idea because uh, to a lot of people, he's kind of part of the classic lineup, as it were. So he'd be, um, as far as I'm concerned, be welcome back. Mm. Um, but it's interesting the way uh, he's, he's kind of put it out there. I, mean, I did read uh, that he's in talks with Bon Jovi to rejoin. So he's obviously up for it. And there's, you know, there's obviously some discussions in the pipeline. Let's, let's hope for, for Bon Jovi fans, let's fans, let's hope it, um, you know, plays out in a positive way and, um, he gets brought back into the fold. Um, yeah. for no other reason, as we said, that he can provide backing vocals to John Bon Jovi. He was going through that sort of 
difficult period with his singing style mm. um, yeah. in the course of the last couple of years. So, yeah, interesting times. Yeah, I'm not sure about that Mr. Potato Head or thing <laughs> or whatever he was doing. I've never seen the um, the masked singer. No. And I just wondered whether the, the judges actually knew who he was. Um, oh, it's it's you. It, it's, Mr. Yeah. Longish hair, American <laughs> guy. It is hard rock heartthrob however i am i'm looking forward to his uh, new solo album because as we said i think it was a I think it was a hidden gem quite early mm. on um stranger in this town i think it was um fantastic solo performer yeah. and um you know if he's on if he's on the money then he's, he's a fan, still a fantastic performer and singer so yeah, yeah hopefully that that uh, plays out nicely yeah anything in the news caught your eye uh, yeah, a couple of <laughs> well, we seem to be fixated on Black Sabbath and Ozzy at the moment, but um, it's going to be a Black Sabbath ballet. I know it's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> um, I'm I'm resisting temptation, of course, <laughs> <laughs> to to do the old uh, Saudi Arabia, but it's going to be a ballet of our songs <sighs> with uh, Iron Man and war pigs and people in tights and everything, tutus dancing so um gonna be there could be three shows i think probably all in london in this 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 coming autumn um i'm not sure i'll go i mean i you know i like black sabbath but you know i'm not sure i'll, I'll go to the ballet it, it, yeah it, it get it did get me thinking of what other artists with their with their music could you know could you use for ballet Mm. Or opera, oh, and okay. and do you know the what what came into my mind was Iron Maiden. Just yeah. just with that, you know the way Bruce can sing really high, and you could you could you could do a you get you could do like an an opera based mm. on Iron Maiden's music. It's it's, it's very theatrical. But, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it could work. It could work. There you go, Bruce. I'll tell you something else that caught my eye, Bri. Um Now, as we know, uh, bands and mus- musicians, artists, are very happy to uh, have merchandise in their name. We've talked about, obviously, perfume and this, you know, you can get a Kiss coffin and, you know, uh, you, you know, all sorts of stuff. Of colouring books we've talked about and vodka and Def Leppard gin and everything. Anyway, latest one I came across is Mick Jagger has announced he's gonna he's gonna release a line of of limited edition harmonicas. Did you read about that? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not sure playing the harmonica is top of every kid's sort of list of musical objectives these days. Yeah, Mick's decided he's gonna release some uh Harmonicas, I guess, in different keys and maybe yes. different colours and everything. Um, I mean, you you know about music, not very much, but you know about music. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so I guess they, they, they might be in different keys and everything. But just when you thought that everyone had kind of squeezed squeezed it dry in terms of the merch that you can release, it's come up with harmonicas. I'm not sure what's next. You know, a range of Eddie Vedder ukuleles or, um, I don't know, Maybe Coverdale Maracas or something. <laughs> um, I think it's a great idea. 
I love a pair of maracas. <laughs> I love shaking my maracas. Um, so, um, yeah, interesting. We shall see. There was um, there was something mentioned. Um, Scott Gorham let it slip in an interview last week because um, obviously Scott's out on tour um, with Black Star Riders at the moment. If you haven't got their album, please go and get it. It's brilliant. Mm. Um, but Scott Scott was being interviewed, and he's obviously he's always asked the question about um, you know what's the status of Thin Lizzy? Are are you are they going to be doing anything? Um, and on the back of promoting the 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 new Live and Dangerous box set, I think Scott had actually said that Thin Lizzy are actually working on um, some alcohol products, uh, whether it's whiskey or gin. But I think um, uh, Scott had said that they're they're going to be doing uh, bringing out some products, and I'm wondering if because Scott Gorham and Joe Elliott are are really. Uh, you know, good friends. Obviously, mm. Def Leppard last year brought out their two gins. Mm. I'm wondering if Thin Lizzy, Thin Lizzy are going down the gin route. So, um, as you say, everybody just seems to be getting on the uh, uh, lucrative merch. What what can you do? Jump on the Kiss bandwagon. That's right. <laughs> Surely Thin Lizzy would be releasing some whiskey in the jar. Well, I, I, I think that's that would be the inevitable. That that would be mm. the obvious whiskey, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm sure there'll be more news on that when when Scott's ready. So so Matt, it's kicking off on planet Pink Floyd at the moment. Just mm-hmm. when you think everything's all rosy in the garden, um, uh, Roger Waters has a um, a Twitter spat with. David Gilmore's wife, mm. and and then drops the bombshell that he has re-recorded "Dark Side of the Moon" without any involvement with the rest of Pink Floyd. And I'm kind of going, "Why, Roger? It's it's one of the classic albums of all time. It is you know it's up there." Um, and I'm going, "Why do you need to do this?" And then. Just to remind everybody, and he is probably the most prevalent social media member of Pink Floyd, as he's mm. going out on his tour, he's reminding us all on the everything on the merchandise and on the uh, on the websites that he is Roger Waters, the creator of the golden years of Pink Floyd. That sent social media into uh, into the split camps of, oh yes, he is. Oh no, he isn't. David Gilmore's guitar playing. So, I, I I just wish that Pink Floyd would just retire gracefully, a bit like Ozzy, and just kind of mm. go, just enjoy your legacy. But yeah, Roger's still stirring the pot. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Actually, I looked into that because when he was talking about the, uh, the dark side of the moon, um, uh, and he was a a prolific songwriter and and wrote a lot of the lyrics, but um, a lot of this, this well, all the songs on um, Dark Side were um, were kind of you know written by either Nick Mason or Richard Wright and David Gilmore or or all four of them or or, yeah. or even you know Claire Tory gets a, a credit on um, the Great Gig in the Sky. So um, it's a strange one, isn't it? That yeah. He sort of laid claim to. to I mean, I, I know the era. He was he was very kind of obviously instrumental certainly beyond um, Dark Side of the Moon into Wish You Were Here and 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 obviously the Wall yeah but um, 
Dark Side of the Moon, you know, he, he was he was involved, of course, but he wasn't he wasn't the sole songwriter. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, why would you want to re-record, you know, a classic, which you know is a classic because of its sort of quirky and obviously classic songs, but the, you know the nuances and the quirkiness and the yeah. you know the weird recordings and and you know Claire Torrey's voice and so on. You know, it's yeah. just. A, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't think you could ever. You shouldn't mess with per perfection. I don't think, and certainly not those classic, no. cl classic songs and albums. But you're right. It's part of a kind of an ongoing feud that's been going for you know many many years, and and will probably continue yeah. to carry on. Continue to continue yeah. um, between uh, Messrs. Waters and Gilmore. Hmm. Uh, and then the the other that my final bit of news, which. Uh, which tickled me was, was um, Twitter and Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, the, the, the algorithms of Twitter are not being very kind to the kinks at the moment. <laughs> it's their 60th anniversary. So the kinks, yeah, we're getting into that period now. We're not talking about 30 years, 40 years. It's now kinks have been going for 60 years. So I think they've got either a new album or a new compilation that they're putting out. Mm -hmm. So they've been busy on social media. And every time they put an advert out about the kinks, they, they, the bots and the algorithm of Twitter are, are going, this is bad content. <laughs> so Dave Davis has actually written... <laughs> He's written on Twitter to, to Elon Musk going, you know, hello, Elon, we are not robots. We are the kinks. Please, mm. can you please can you remove all of the nasty content warnings that you're putting all of the kink stuff? So uh, mm. tw Twitter's blowing up and not being very nice to the, to, to the poor old kinks who are just trying to so celebrate 60 years. 60 years. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So, new rock on the block. Mm. Right. A few albums out at the moment. Very much. Um, a couple of all that we're going to talk about. Um, where would you like to start? I would like to talk about a Scottish band called Anchor Lane. Hmm. Yeah. We saw them at uh, Steelhouse last year. Uh, that's right. Yeah. New album called Call This a Reality. Yeah. Um, Good cover, actually. Really, really striking album cover. It, yep. First and foremost. I like that. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, there was just the three of them on. Uh, they were missing a bass player when we saw them. It was like two guitars mm. and uh, two guitars and a drummer. That's right. And listening to the listening to the album, it's got a real alternative indie rock feel to it mm. um it, you know it's been recorded in glasgow the producer is bruce uh, rental um mm. and bruce is produced by you know bands like twin atlantic so he's got a good pedigree of new up-and-coming alternative rock but mm. kicking off with um stutter which was the first track off the album i just have mm. to say going through it uh, you know fantastic for their for their second album um i know they 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 stuttered a little bit um with it with the back end of covid they were supposed to go out on tour with with wayward sons etc but um i think this new album 
um, from them. We'll set them up well. They're actually on tour at the moment. They're just finishing off um, their UK tour. They've got two shows left in Scotland. Um, mm-hmm. They've got a show in Edinburgh. And they've got a show in Aberdeen, which um, which is coming up soon. So I'm going to try and go and see them. But I have to say, Anchor Lane's um, second album, uh, Call This a Reality, really good. Very well produced and well mm. sang. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was, as you say, extremely well produced. Um, and when I was listening to it, I thought people that like Royal Blood um, and... Uh, and Muse, there's a, there's kind of yes. influences of Muse coming through, and also if you like, um, you, you Blink One Eight Two and Weezer and those sort of bands, you'll enjoy this. Yeah, um, it's it's very contemporary. Um, it's got a good feel to it, good songs as well. Yes, and um, yeah, you're right. We saw them last summer, and uh, I think they were on I don't know two o'clock in the afternoon. One of those, you know, early afternoon bands, and I. And I I thought they're okay then, but this 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 album is is really good and really worth a listen. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, you know, wish them well, Anchor Lane. Absolutely, um, they're not quite in the same mould as. There's a lot of kind of classic rock bands coming through and get kind of labelled broadly with that new wave of classic rock, you know, title. Yeah, but these guys are a bit more kind of contemporary in their sort of feel. And their uh, and their delivery and the production as well. So, yeah, we wish them well. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, go and check it out. Call this a reality by um, the excellent Anchor Lane yeah. from Scotland. Solid eight out of ten for me, Matthew. Yes, absolutely same. And um, I'd give the the cover uh, ten out of ten. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, it's it. That's where you look at the cover and you go. It's a bit Muse, mm. the way, you mm. know, it's, but but I'm not saying the copy of Muse in any way, but it has that nice yeah. design to it, very yeah. contemporary. Absolutely. I think you should get a patch of it, Brian, put it on the back of your denim jacket. <laughs> on top Instead of, of my, uh, on top of meatloaf. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Side by side, you know. <laughs> so we move to mm. Wales's finest... Those damn crows. Their third album is out. Uh huh. We'll called Inhale, Exhale, and uh, it's been a little while in the making, of course. Um, and they've they've had a meteoric rise last few years. We've touched upon them a few times. Uh, they're out on their sold out headlining UK tour as we speak. Um, and um. They've, they've risen up the ranks, saw them at Download last year. We saw them at uh, a couple of festivals last year as well. And, um, you know, really are really are going, you know, onwards and upwards. What did you make of this new album then, Brian? I'm intrigued by oh, your... Uh, I knew you would be. Hmm. I loved it. Oh, I good. absolutely loved it. Standout track on this album, for me, is right in the middle of it. It's a track called Wake Up Sleepwalker. It's mm. an absolutely banging tune. Um, it's just such a diverse album. We And we got a little bit of a sneak preview because he played mm. some of it at Stone Dead and you could tell where, you know, the the prevalence of keyboards, etc. I thought the production um, was exemplary. If this album had come out 
earlier or earlier this year or at the back end of last year, they would have sat very nicely in the on the Ultra Bridge tour. There was quite a lot of the. It just reminded me the two bands, and it, and it's not nice to compare bands or, but the two bands that when I listened to the album, it made me think of was was Creed and Nickelback. And I would probably right. say the best way I could describe those damn crows is the the Nickelback that everybody will like. Uh, I, just a great album, I have to say. Mm. Yeah, fantastic album. The whole, yeah, I was quite surprised from where uh, from where the band have come um, mm. to be able to produce um, a great piece of work. As yeah, uh, yeah great. You, I know you're a big well, fan of the band. Yeah, same, same, really. Yeah, I'm, I was very impressed. I, um, I think they've they've moved on nicely. It's a, it's, you know, a quality album. They've always been kind of, uh, very kind of considered songwriters. And Shane Green was a really good singer, and you know, it's not sort of chugging guitars and you know, big drums. I mean, obviously, there's a bit of that, but a lot of these songs are drum and bass driven. Mm. And you say there's 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 a few triggers, there's a few sort of keyboards in there, and so on. You know, but but quite subtly done. But the quality of songs is excellent, as you say. Um, Wake up, sleepwalk is a standout song. Man on fire is really good. Um, this time I'm ready. Uh, you know, top to toe is great. Only thirty seven minutes long. Um, that's my only possible kind of um criticism it's a bit like the old days i mean some of the <laughs> some of the best albums you know like van halen's 1984 is only like 35 minutes long so it's not yeah. it's not uncommon yeah. because these days we're used to you know an hour and 10 minutes or 56 minutes or something or whatever it might be in terms of a sort of cd link but i guess it might be um in a way a, a sort of a, a recognition of of the importance of vinyl now yeah in that now you now have to go. You've gone back to that era where you have to fit twenty minutes on each side, you know, give or take. Yeah, uh, you know, you're not necessarily kind of playing to the sort of CD market where you can, you know, t- track seventeen or eighteen, and you know, as I say, an hour and ten minutes worth of music. Um, and also, it's good because they can then, you know, they've probably got other songs that they've tucked away for the next album. So, no, I'm I'm really, really, really impressed by it, and I'm going to see them on their tour. Um, next weekend i'm really looking forward to that so um yeah yeah uh, i think a solid solid nine nine and a half out of ten uh, it's uh, a bit earlier in the year to give a maximum smart i'd agree mm-hmm. i um it's a solid solid nine for me i was very imp- very impressed with them and they're doing the um, I know, as you say, they're they're out on tour at the moment doing headline shows, but they're also doing the um, in stores. I know they're actually mm. they're they're going to be in Edinburgh doing an in store, uh, and then they're playing in in Glasgow, uh, in a in a few days time. So they're putting the miles in, um, and hopefully, you know, the album um, was was released uh, on the seventeenth of February. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that they get a good chart position because this album it, it deserves to be heard and get some. It'd be nice for them to get some playlist, you know, f- a few of the radio station because there's some cracking tunes that are on this. Yeah, yeah. Good luck Absolutely. to them. Absolutely, indeed. Yeah. So Brian, last time in my year in rock, I gave you the year two thousand and eight. 
You didn't. A, a mere. Are you ready? <laughs> I got to word this out now. A mere <laughs> fifteen years ago. Is that right? Fifteen years ago. Yeah. Well, if you're listening, it is. But of course, if you're listening in twenty-two oh eight, two hundred years ago. By the way, how's it going? What's What's the world like in twenty two oh eight? Exactly. So two thousand eight, Brian, what you got for us? Um, two thousand eight, a, a very interesting year, Matthew. Spotify started in two thousand and eight. Is that right? Yeah. Two thousand. Where would you be? Where would we be without Spotify? <laughs> uh, we wouldn't. Yeah. Where would we be? We'd still be buying music, Matthew, because we're still old school. We do like to support yeah. our bands with. Um, but where would we be? It's not everyone's favourite uh, m- m- medium of uh, listening to music, is it? Of course, exactly, so. exactly. So yes, Spotify. so Spotify began in two thousand and eight. Um, very eclectic music in two thousand and eight. It was a little bit of a return to form for some classic bands, um, albums that were released in two thousand eight, which which I still listen to. Um, Def Leppard's. Um, released um, songs from the Sparkle Sparkle Lounge, which mm-hmm. was fantastic. Real good album. White Snake came back with uh, "Good to Be Bad," which I love. It's got mm. Doug Aldridge is on it. I think Brian Tishy's playing drums. Maybe Chris Fraser is playing on drums as well too. But that was a real return to form for 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 David in two thousand eight. Um, an artist who I um, admire a lot um, um, brought out a probably a career-spanning live album. John Mayer. John Mayer brought out a very, very good live album called um, Where the Light Is. Uh, goes through acoustics, blues, his, his kind of pop rock stuff, um, which was great. It Bites came back uh, without Francis Donnery in 2008 and released the album The Tall Ships with John Mitchell on uh, uh, on guitar and vocals. Glenn Hughes re- released great album. This is a fantastic uh, name of an album, Matt. Hmm. Uh, First Underground Nuclear Kitchen. <laughs> so F, which is F-U-N-K so so it oh, it's Glenn's okay. funk album which he called First Underground Nuclear Kitchen and you think of that cover you think of that album and you're going really Glenn? but it's it's Glenn going back to more of the funk rock feel to his albums Chad okay. Smith from the Chili Peppers who he's good friends with played drums in the whole album J.J. Marsh who had been with Glenn pretty much through the 90s and 2000s. So it's, it's, it's a, it, for me, and I'm a Glenn fan, it's probably one of Glenn's better albums in the noughties. Um, uh, Craves, the lead-off track, please put that on the on the playlist, Matt. Um, mm-hmm. uh, which, yeah, so that, that was good. And the final album for me, Matt, um, which, was, which was finally released in 2008, which was the Chinese democracy. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> and and to be fair, an album which I think at the time, um, what what would the press uh, junket have said, didn't meet 
record industry stand or standards or expectations. Hmm. Um, I have to say, history is a lot more. Hopefully, history will be a little bit more kinder to the album because there are some great, great tunes on Chinese democracy. I think we'd waited so long. You know, the title for the album was was leaked in in nineteen ninety nine. Wow. <laughs> um, so Chinese Democracy was was probably one of the big albums that was going to be released in 2008 and it sort of like flopped. So many artists that were involved in it, you know, Buckethead, Ron Bumblefoot. I think it was basic guitarists with funny names um, that were that were so, in it. So it would appear. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's a there's a little smorgasbord of albums in 20 uh, 2008, Matt. What about you? You had a couple of those as well, actually. Yeah, I remember when Chinese Democracy came out. You're right. It was was it 16 years in the making or something? <laughs> yeah, I thought it. I, uh, you're right. I mean, I thought it was it was, it was okay. I mean, it's some pretty good songs on it. You're right. I mean, um, there was a time is okay. The title track Chinese Democracy is okay. Um, I mean, for those who wanted um, appetite for destruction, you were going to be sorely disappointed. But you know, it was it was uh, it was a good piece of work. Um, Metallica brought out brought out Death Magnetic, mm. um, which after their sort of <laughs> difficult period in the early two thousands, when um, Jason Newstead left and they had to bring in a sort of wellness coach, and you know, this, this some kind of monster really, you know, exposed the uh, inner workings of the band. Um, Death Magnetic was pretty good. Um, Cyanide is the uh, is the sort of standout song, killer riff on that song. Mm. Uh, and uh, also, um, The Day That Never Comes, a classic Metallica song titles, All Nightmare Long, My Apocalypse. I mean, these are not love songs. No. Particularly. But, um, well, we're checking out. It's a really good album. And if you want a sort of, a, you know, a, a good old slice of heavy metal, then um, this is the album for you. Um Blackstone Cherry, who I saw recently, actually, uh, with um, The Darkness. Um, their album, um, Folklore and Superstition, came out in um, 2008, um, which is well worth checking out. It's it's a kind of a raw, a raw album uh, compared to their sort of production quality these days. Their second album. Um, and some good stuff on it. Uh, Blind Man is, uh, I think, still part of their... Um, they're set, and um, what things my father said, of course, is 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 certainly very much part of their set, and and will continue to be uh, the story of um, Chris Robertson's uh, dad's passing. Um, <clears throat> Judas Priest brought out <laughs> the epic concept album that was Nostradamus. Um, of course, needless to say, based on the uh, the writings of Nostradamus. Um, if you want to get the deluxe edition, <laughs> it weighs in at one hour and 43 minutes and features features songs such as The Future of Mankind, Visions, Shadows in the Flame. Um, if you're willing to persevere with it, it's actually a pretty good listen. Um, but it is what it is. It's very much um, a reflection of uh, the kind of the, uh, the, 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 the predictions of Nostradamus. And then finally... Probably the biggest album of the year, uh, up alongside um, Chinese Democracy, was Black Ice by ACDC. That's very true, yes. 
and that really was a return to form um um with rock and roll train big jack anything goes war machine um she likes rock and roll and indeed the the title track itself black ice i think a lot of us saw that tour the next year um on their uk tour of london and um it's a good album right yeah no i i can't believe i left off i, d- I didn't include black ice so Wait, you had to leave me something didn't you <laughs> Um, scraps. Just leave me the scraps. Scraps of probably the biggest selling rock album of of uh, two thousand eight. Absolutely. So um, yeah, plenty of uh, plenty of songs to go on the playlist from that uh, album. Mm. Um, mm. Gigs wise, did you go to any gigs that year? Uh, yeah, uh, it, it was uh, it was uh, you, interesting. You mentioned uh, uh, Justin Ho- uh, Justin Hawkins from the Darkness. Because in 2008, I saw Justin with his, what can be best described as his proto-Steel Panther Mm. uh, band that was called Hot Leg. Yeah. And I I saw Hot Leg and and, uh, Hot Leg were supporting Extreme. So Extreme came uh, came back with a new album in 2008. Um, I got to say Extreme... Um, and they were just fantastic. Uh, hardly anybody came to the O2 in, in Glasgow. There was very few of us there to see them. And they put it, yeah, it was, there was, maybe it was like a Tuesday night on a, you know, a February Tuesday night. It just, it just, it wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't the big comeback I would have expected for Extreme. Um, but, they were fantastic. Like first time I'd seen them, and they were just great. Nuno and and Gary, they were just great. Um, uh, I got to see John Mayer for the first time. I went down to see John Mayer in Manchester at the Academy. You know, and John Mayer, somebody who's selling, he was selling, <laughs> he's selling out enormous domes and you know big concert halls in America. And I saw him in a in Manchester Academy room. I think I think it might have been room one. Um, and there was maybe less than a if you maybe got a thousand people in there, fifteen hundred people in there, and it was crammed to the gills, Matt. So I got to see John mm. uh, in uh, in Manchester. Um, uh, Three Doors Down, which uh, a band that doesn't come across to the UK that much. They they would have been in the in the late nineties, early two thousands in that nickelback, Creed, Alter Bridge hmm. sort of feel, uh, really, really good band. I saw them for the first time. But the um the two standout gigs for me in uh, in two thousand and eight, and you were at both of them, um was Hammersmith Odeon when we went to see the Scorpions. Yeah. And this was um, the Scorpions bought with Michael Schenker guesting with them and Uli John Roth. Hmm. Um, so you had, and it was, you know, we're, we're, we're in the Hammersmith Odeon and the Scorps have kind of, they just, I've never seen the Scorpions do a bad show. To see him in Hammersmith, and Michael was in good form and he was playing, you know, they brought him on to do Love Drive and Holiday, Coast mm. to Coast. Um, and, and then then they went back and they'll, 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 you know, they were playing material like Bad Boys Running Wild and, you know, Blackout and Big City Nights, all that kind of stuff. And then Uli John Roth comes on 
with his big massive guitar um mm. and yeah and I, I always remember the end a rocky like a hurricane with michael schenker on additional guitar so mm. it was just it was just a a wild night of um of scorpions in london i always remember that my probably my favorite gig in the hammersmith Odeon that i've seen they were just phenomenal yeah. do you remember that night i do i do remember it well actually yeah yeah it's good fun yeah good fun and you and I went to see um, Iron Maiden at uh, Twickenham. We talked about this gig actually when we yeah. were so high up in the in the nosebleeds that we were almost outside <laughs> of the stadium. And in, in, uh, I remember you turned to me and said, "They look like ants <laughs> down on the stage." I said, "Bry, they are ants. They haven't come on yet." Um, uh, gigs I went to. Um, uh triple bill now i think this is one of the early kind of triple bills mm. um and um def leopard white steak and blackstone cherry at uh, wembley arena um and um i think blackstone cherry were on about quarter past six <laughs> we had to get there very early to see them but they were well worth it um you mentioned um you mentioned Waterbridge and you mentioned um extreme and and um as you say, Hot Leg supported both of those yeah. uh, bands on on tours. I think I saw them a, about two weeks apart, and it's funny. Uh, this is the first time I've ever seen this um, at at uh, Brixton supporting Autobridge. Uh, Hot Leg were booed. I mean, normally you have a bit of indifference, certainly in London. I mean, it's a notoriously difficult audience to to please as it were but they were booed i think stuff was thrown at them and um strangely the rest of that tour uh the the hot leg support was cancelled due to uh justin hawkins having the throat problems but then when they supported extreme it was like they were the prodigal sons returned and and it was in city london at the forum in uh, kentish town so um yeah strange mixture they did it they did one album called red light fever and had a, a fantastic song on it if i can find it I'll put it on the uh, playlist. Some called Chickens. Yeah. Um, check it out. Um, also gigs for me. I went to see um, Status Quo in Thetford Forest, which is a bit uh, <laughs> surreal. So Thetford Forest, just outside of my hometown, um, they've, they've got this kind of big clearing where they have various bands on it. Some quite sort of big bands have played there over the years and um, saw Thetford Forest. Um Hilarious to my friend Kelvin, who came with me because I hopped over a muddy puddle, slipped and uh, pretty much kind of um, did myself a serious injury. <laughs> and he thought it was hilarious, of course. Um, no, no, of course not. So um, it was a good year. Good year for uh, good, good year for gigs. Good year for um, good year for albums, too. Yeah. So, Bri, next time, mm -hmm. there's no more years. We've done them all. We've done them all. My year in rock. It's, fin it's finished. It's quite quite sad, really. Um, that was it. Done. No more. I have to think of something else. Where will do. We will. We have already. We've got the, <laughs> we've got, we have. We've got the A to Z of rock. We have. Coming soon. That'll keep us busy for 26 episodes. <laughs> At least. So watch this space for the A to Z of rock. Which brings us to... Book Club of Rock. My favourite part of the show. These features. Just, <laughs> I can't even think of fast. It is. Uh, I'll make this brief. Uh, so uh, I think I touched upon it as a potential Christmas present for everyone just, just before Christmas, strangely enough. 
And that is um, Biblical by Rob Halford, his second book. In fact, we talked about um, his first book, Confess, um, yes. a couple of years ago, whenever it came out. Um, you bought it from me. Is, did I? You did. Is it called Confess or Confession? I can't remember now. Um, anyway, Biblical is well worth a read. And it's it's quite tongue-in-cheek. Uh, basically, Rob, Rob sort of dissects the uh, the rock business from top to bottom um and um uh, gives his sort of view on it and it's it's quite uh, quite honest and as you might expect if you read confession um or confess whatever it was called it's uh, called confess you, confess i thought so um then you'll know you know he's very happy to uh i'm gonna say expose himself but probably the wrong <laughs> the wrong the wrong analogy Reveal um, himself. Reveal himself. No, it's even worse. <laughs> anyway, Biblical is a really good read. Uh, as I say, dissects the rock business, um, tongue-in-cheek. Um, gives you his view of the world as well, as, a, as a, obviously a, a, a global rock star. Um, and if you ever meet Rob, just uh, ask him nicely for a selfie, because he doesn't like it if you don't. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well worth a read. Biblical by Rob Halford. Excellent. Your turn next, Bri. This is a, this is a <sighs> this is to urge you to read a book. Okay. As I said, I, I I I'm I'm pretty prolific. I read two or three books a year, but I'm I'm up in the ante, Bri. Are you going out there? Over to you. You got three weeks to read something. Goodness. And it's not a colouring book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Matt, one of our yes. new features for 2023 mm-hmm. which i actually thought was just the one time we would discuss it but it it ended the whole gosh we could talk more about other unsung heroes because we yeah. had quite a long list of of uh notable additions that we could have talked about that's so, right and people seem to like it as well our 12 listeners yeah. is it 12 or 14 i, I, I think we're at 14 14 um our 14 listeners um they quite liked it. Mm. One or two um, ideas come in. So, uh, but anyway, back to you. Who's your unsung hero for this time, Bri? I'm gonna, I'm gonna ease into this, and I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you a couple of ideas to see if you can guess. Oh, who am oh, I on? Yes. So, uh, I'm looking forward to this. This musician mm-hmm. played on a number of classic albums. Right. Long Live Rock and Roll by Rainbow. Mm-hmm. The Eternal Idol by Black Sabbath. Right. Diary of a Madman by Ozzy Osbourne. Have you got it yet? Mm-hmm. I have. Have you oh. met him at the back of the Brixton Academy by any chance? No, I haven't. Oh, it's not Don Airy then. It's not Don oh. Airy. Oh, I'll keep going then. I'll keep okay. going. Played in the latter part of his career quite a lot with Gary Moore. Right. And he was the person who suggested to Gary that he do a blues album. Okay. Uh, I feel I should know this. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, put me out and put I'll put you out of your mis- misery. The gentleman that I am putting down as my unsung hero is Mr. Robert John Daisley. Okay. So I'm putting Bob Daisley down. Um, Bob mm-hmm. Daisley, 
um, bass player extraordinaire and and quite a uh, serious songwriter as well too. Um, you know, he, he came, he played with Uriah Heep. Um, he got his big break really with playing with Rainbow on the uh, Long Live Rock and Roll album. Stayed for a couple of years and then was obviously shown the ever revolving door of Rainbow. Yeah, uh, yep. re- replaced by Roger Glover in 1979. He was part of the original Blizzard of Oz band with uh, Lee Kerslake and Bob with Randy Rhodes and Ozzy. Interestingly, mm-hmm. or f- or infamously, Bob um, w- wrote and contributed to pretty much all of Ozzy's albums, all the way from blizzard of oz up to no more tears so he went right. all the whole way through and he wrote played bass uh, wrote a lot of the lyrics quite um he probably did the the geezer butler role in sabbath where geezer is really the lyricist um right. and during this time he was suing don arden for performance rights he obviously uh, infamously took Sharon to court as well too because of performance credits and, and royalties and albums but he continued to work with Ozzy um, worked prolifically with Gary Moore after 1991 when he uh, ended his association with Ozzy um, and in his latter days and his last album that he put together was a lovely tribute album to, um, to Gary Moore um, and he got quite a lot of and I would I would credit him with the the fact that he got John Sykes into a studio, and got John recording um, some guitar for that um, uh, for that tribute album. So my unsung hero for this episode is Bob Daisley, amazing bass player, and we'll we'll, we'll maybe pick a few select tracks from Bob's career to just mm-hmm. highlight who he's done. So there's my unsung hero, Bob Daisley. Very good. Now, you should should let me go first. Actually, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, I uh, I was watching the darkness uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I thought Dan Hawkins, rhythm and lead guitarist of the darkness. Um, I think since the, yes, since the day they they first sort of broke through, would always be seen wearing a thin Lizzie t shirt. Um, so I knew you'd be a fan, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's kind of obviously in the shadow, not especially in the shadow. I mean, he's he's clearly not quite as uh, extravagant and extroverted as his uh, as his brother Justin. But um, he's a good solid musician, all the same. Uh, began as a session musician and um, worked with, uh, for example, Natalie Imbruglia. Um, really, I never which, knew that. Uh, which must have been nice, of course, and. Um, has been a mainstay of the darkness. Um, and when they split up in uh, 2006, um, he formed a band called the Stone Gods. They're remember? really good. I like the yeah. Stone Gods. Yeah. I uh, I saw, I think, one note of their uh, <laughs> their gig at um, Brighton when they were supporting Velvet Revolver in probably about two, 2007 or 2008. Um, so I arrived late, having been in the bar or something like that. Um, but... Um, yeah, well worth. Um, I think well worth the accolade of an unsung hero because, as I say, I'm not quite sure he gets his uh, his just rewards and recognition 
as uh, a key member of the um, of the darkness and indeed, as you say, stone gods. So um, there you go, Dan Hawkins. There you go, as unsung heroes for this time, which brings us to hidden gems. Thank you, Lola, as always. So we got for young Brian. Just to keep the connection with mm. young Bob Daisley. Okay. I am going to pick a project with Bob Daisley, with your favourite album singer of 2022, Mr. Lynn Turner. Okay, yep. Yep. So Bob Bob put together a, a band in 1993. You could call it, Matt, Supergroup. A what now? Sorry. <laughs> a Supergroup. Uh, let me tell okay. you let me tell you the members and then you can decide whether it whether whether it meets our strict criteria of Supergroup. So mm-hmm. on on vocals, um Jolyn Turner on nice. the bass guitar. Mr. Bob Daisley. Mm-hmm. On the drums, Carmine Apice. Yep. Okay. And on the guitars, Mr. Jeff Watson from Night Ranger. Very good. Yes, I think that class is as a uh, qualifies as a super group. There you go. Indeed. So Very they good. they were monikered and named Mother's Army. Mother's Army brought out three albums uh, between 1993 to 1998. Never played a live show. The first two albums, um, a bit projecty, um, but the third album, which is an album called Fire on the Moon, um, that's when the band were writing together. So Joel and Turner had a lot more input into the lyrics and the and the melodies. It, it felt more like a band. Uh, third album, uh, which is really good. Uh, check out, there's, uh, please put on the playlist, Matt, track mm-hmm. off the third album, which is called Common Ground. Uh, listen to that. It's psychedelic. Joel and Turner's, you know, it's mid 90s. He's singing fantastically. So, my hidden gem um, from the pen of Mr. Bob Daisley and the band that never really saw the light of day. Mother's Army is my hidden gem. Very good. Mm. What about you? Very good. Well, I've got, a st- I've got a strange one, actually, for episode 43. Okay. And you might think, how does this fit into a rock podcast? Well, it does. And I'll explain why. <laughs> so my uh, my hidden gem for this episode is a film, a recent, about 2023 release. So it's back up to date. Okay. Uh, released on Netflix, and it's Bank of Dave. <laughs> now, Bank of Dave, it's brilliant. It's a really good film. It follows the, uh, it's based on the real-life experiences of a guy called Dave Fishwick, who was, uh, lives in Burnley, a town in the northwest of England, for our non-English, non-British listeners. And um, he sets up essentially a kind of community bank where he lends to local businesses and um, and and does it in a very kind of philanthropic, uh, gregarious way. And uh, the reason that I've, I've kind of brought it to everyone's attention, firstly, it's a very good film. <clears throat> Secondly, um, he likes karaoke, does Dave, and he can't resist singing rock songs at karaoke, which is something that 
of course, you and I enjoy doing, right? And thirdly, Def Leppard are idiot for some reason. He puts he puts together a concert, um, and he gets as you do gets Def Leppard to to headline, and it's uh, it's great, and they're 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 into it. The guys, the Def Leppard guys. So um, for that reason alone. Uh, and the fact it's a really good film, and it'll make you feel good if you watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna suggest my hidden gem for this episode is Bank of Dave, 2023 film that you can find on Netflix. There you go, fabulous. Have you seen it, Brian? I have seen it. It is absolutely brilliant, and mm. it's got Sir Vivian of Campbell in it, and we've not mentioned Indeed. Vivian for a while. No, no, Lord Vivian of Campbell. Lord now, Vivian of Campbell. <laughs> Um, yeah, so um, check it out. What's it's it a goes? very good film. I, I agree with you. It's a really, really good film. So, Matt, that's yes. episode 43. I've just checked the list. We've done it mm-hmm. all. Got wow. through it all. Gee, there's a lot. We packed a lot in there, didn't we? We did indeed. No mistakes either. No editing. None, n- <laughs> none, none whatsoever. <laughs> totally live. <laughs> indeed. We start to finish. No overdubs or edits or anything. Um, yes, that's good. That's good. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, thank, uh, hello, Georgia, by the way. My daughter, Georgia, asked me to give her a mention. So, hi, Georgia. Hi, Georgia. Um, yeah. And uh, thanks for listening. Pass the word around. Uh, tell all your friends. In fact, everyone tell all your friends. If you all tell 10 friends and they tell 10 friends, and, they, and you know, before you know it, we'll be... Uh, we'll be, we'll be millionaires. We'll be millionaires, we'll be. <laughs> We're not in it for the money, Brian. Come on, how many times have I got to tell you? Okay. No we haven't got any budget, we haven't got any money, we haven't got anything, really. We've got mugs. We've got mugs, actually, yeah. And mugs and a couple of T-shirts. And um, we've got another little treat, which we'll talk about next time. Um, okay. But uh, for now... That's it. We're on all social media and everything, aren't we, Brian? You wanted to mention that. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We've got a YouTube channel. Um, send us a message on Facebook. Matt will reply. I'm usually That's too. Right. I'm usually too busy trying to learn the guitar because I, I need He's to get better. Like, yeah, yeah. You should really <laughs> keep practicing, Brian. How's that oh. A minor chord coming on? You doing all right with that? I'm doing. I'm doing okay with it. It's all right. Yeah, it's a tough one, though, isn't it? It is. It's tough. It's it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Right. Thanks for listening. Yes. Take care of yourselves. Rock Be good on. to each other. We'll see you next time. For those about Poppy Salute, who is a Mania Rogers or Rogers Mania production? One of those. Okay. <laughs> or both. 